Creepy is defined as an adjective, referring to something that causes feelings of unease, distress, or fear. But what if that's the stuff you're into? August 24th and 25th, CreepyCon comes to the Knoxville Convention Center, a celebration of horror, Halloween, and all things creepy. Featuring the Rigger and Mortis Brothers traveling sideshow, a zombie beauty pageant, the Scream Queen contest, a Halloween cake contest, film screenings, and more. Appearances from Naomi Grossman from American Horror Story, Santiago Cirillo from The Walking Dead, The Haunted Travelers, Richard Ruland and J.B. Coates, the cast of all your favorite Stage Diver Radio podcasts, paranormal investigators from across the nation, and more. Get your VIP package now so you won't miss any of the festivities. For tickets and more info, go to creepyconnoxville.com. Welcome back to a very special episode of Deadbeat Radio. All you deadbeaters out there listening in, I want you to know we're going to officially turn this one up to 11. Number one, because it's the 11th episode. Number two, because we have more deadbeats in one room than should be legally possible. We have with us today as many deadbeats as you can put in a room without somebody losing an eye. I've got... The original deadbeat, Mr. Bubs Harris out of Pensacola, Florida. Say hello, Bubs. Hey, how's it going? And we have out of the lovely, lovely town of Huntsville, Alabama, it's always been good to me, Mr. Patrick Cunningham. How's it going, baby boy? It's good, man. It's good. Thanks for guys coming up, man. Uh, we were originally supposed to have uh, Mr. J.C. Ratliff, who you guys know from our first episode, uh, but J.C.'s not feeling good, so we have, uh, we have decided to move on and just make it who could be here and wasn't violently throwing up and whatever is wrong with him. So we don't, uh, we don't judge. We all get a sick day once in a while. Prolapse, Danis. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are here. I, you know, I don't uh, doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that. Um, I, you know, here, here, here's something as we get going. I, I, I know you guys are new to the show being here, uh, but I love you so much, and I'm, I'm so happy you're here. I can't wait for the show tonight, which by the time this episode airs will be over, so don't go booking tickets yet. Uh, but uh, we, uh, we here always use the deadbeats as sort of a – um, metaphor to old school wrestling stables, right? I frequently refer to us as the four horsemen of of comedy. I yeah, think that's fair. You guys agree? Yeah. Uh, typically, so. the the, the word is yeah. The, typically, the word is Bubs being the Ole Anderson, the originator, the sometimes manager, the the the, the original. We have. JC as the Ric Flair of the group, right? Styling, profiling. We have the enforcer, Arn Anderson, Patrick Cunningham, right? And then we have the silent yet extremely underrated Kirk Keller as the Tully Blanchard. And myself, the Barry Wyndham. Uh, slash Sid Vicious of the group. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I love both those guys, but yeah, let's yeah let's go Barry Wyndham uh, just because you old school. Well, and I clearly balding ponytail likes to rock some chaps, and that puts me in that role. So exactly. But um, I I feel after today that I've misjudged it. I think we are more like the fabulous Freebirds of comedy <laughs> because we're playing by the Freebird rule. And for people out there listening that don't know what Freebird rule is, the Freebirds say that. Two may hold the tag title, but any two may show up to defend it. That's so right. So much like the fabulous Freebirds, when a Freebird is down, the other Freebirds step up and we move forward. Right, so, right. 
Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I also, um, this is a good one that I, I think, and we, we'll get into this because I want to talk about the formation of the Deadbeats, um, but uh, I also feel that our formation is like the Road Warriors. You know, I just know that Hawk was the Road Warrior, took on Animal, and they mm. became the Road Warriors. Mm. Bubs was the Deadbeat, took huh. on JC, and they became the Deadbeats. Indeed. And much like right. the Legion of Doom, it was more than just two people. So I'm glad to have you guys here. This is fun. Um, and as always, we don't want to leave out the man that makes it possible, Mr. Terry Snow behind the boards. Up, I could not do it Good without up, him. Terry, yep, Terry's the man that makes all this happen. Uh, I, I know nothing technical. I literally, I know my place. I'm the talent. I, I come in, I run my mouth, I go home. I don't say a fucking word. So That's, that's a smart way to operate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, stage diver's good to me, and uh, I, uh, I'm thankful. I know which side my bread is buttered upon. Yeah. Um, typically, we jump in with some current topics, but because I've got two guests, which is a little chaotic, I'm, I'm excited about this. I want to move on to uh, just getting the show going and getting to know everybody and, and letting the guests know who the Deadbeats and you guys specifically are. But let's talk about an upcoming current event. Let's talk about Fuckfest. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ready? You guys excited? Yeah. Um, we've been talking about it, but Bubs, this is really your baby. Why don't you give me the origin of Fuckfest? Okay, well, it, just to save any confusion, it's not F-U-C-K, it's uh, F-U-H-C. Correct. It's an acronym for Feeding the Urban Homeless Community. And basically, I've done a lot of homeless charity and activism and stuff to, uh, throughout the years, just setting up little shows, you know, raising money, food, clothes, whatever. And then uh, what happened is down in Pensacola, you know, it's a, it's a very transient city. You know, we're right between... I saw that when we were there last yeah, year. Right yeah, right between New Orleans and Tallahassee, just like where the stop on I-10, there's just all the homeless people basically gather. And... Uh, can I say though, if you have to be homeless, by the beach is a pretty good place to be homeless. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, and I don't mean that jokingly, as in like, oh, if you're, but like, you can live on the beach. A lot of places allow you to crash on the beach. There mm -hmm. is a lot of tourists that will help out. You know, leave trash food which is terrible but if you're in that position and that is how you're living that is a good place yeah, to be yeah, i mean yeah, i don't mean that beach, to be yeah. you know sarcastic that is that is that is a, a better um uh spring of <sighs> scroungeable provisionals you right. know i mean yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. I think that's fair yeah, so. I'd, I'd much rather be homeless in pensacola than i would in like chicago right yeah. right, I've, right i've been homeless in pennsylvania i think we all have not, at some it's point not bad i think all the all the it's debbies not, we talked about this last year at fuckfest um i think we've all been homeless at one point at and some that's point, yeah that's yeah. why all, it meant a lot to all of us yeah, so if you're, if you're, if you're um, worth your salt you've been homeless yeah. at least so now last year was the the inaugural year um, right so right. how do we we kick it off how do we how do we get the once we went from idea to i see this problem how did you go into actual putting that together Okay, well, basically our city was starting to uh, just, like, enforce these crazy, stupid laws that were... Uh, like the spike benches and stuff? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're just basically, like, if you're homeless around downtown, those people don't want to look at you, so the cops will come and take you away and either oh, arrest shit. you or boot you out, you know? And I mean, it, it just got to a point where I was tired of seeing city officials... Uh, denigrating the homeless that way as well as the, you know the gentrification of downtown and just the asshole people that were looking at people who are down on their luck and just be like oh these people are trash I don't like looking at them they're dirty and they're disgusting because not all of them are aggressive panhandlers not all of them are going to fucking rape you in an alley right, you know what I mean right. some of them just want something to eat and to be left alone so uh 
the guy who's the drummer in my band, he's also the uh, he's the head of the Alfred Washburn Center and Food Not Bombs, that Pensacola. Mike Lee? Uh, D. Ed Lee. D. Ed Lee. D. Ed yeah. Lee. I met him at uh, Fuckfest last year. Great yeah. guy. Great yeah, guy. Super good dude. Yeah, he and, introduced uh, us to the Tent City people, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the guy on the front lines, basically, who uh, you know is out there, you know, till the wee hours of the morning. Sometimes, you know, talking people down off a, of, you know, crazy fucking binges or whatever you know anything that's happened like he's out there saving the world and uh, i have nothing but respect for him for that but anyways i i just was like you know i want to do another i was talking to him and i was like man i want to do another charity event but i don't want to just do just the regular old food or coat drive i was like how about we do like a festival and just donate everything to charity and therefore you know i was like what's a good thing that's going to, you know, not only be catchy, but also just a straight middle finger to the city and all those councilmen. And I was like, well, I call it fuck fest. And then I was like, well, how could I acronym that? That's (laughs) great. So I came up with that and, uh, it was, it was super successful. I mean, we actually, we ended up getting it in in both of the local newspapers as well as, uh, on the channel uh, three down there, channel three news. So uh, and there was a lot more than just money raised. We were doing haircuts. Oh I yeah, we were giving yeah. away clothes. We were giving food right to the people. I mm-hmm. always tell people when we talk about it on the show, we, you and I specifically drove tents and you know yeah, socks exactly. to we the tent it city. It was awesome. With, it was awesome. The supplies went out there and um, gave it to them. So how how is this year going to be different? What do we? I know we're doing two days, but uh, so what's this year different? Yeah, what have we added? Well, what are we taking away? Yeah, this year is going to be a little bit different because uh, you know the two days it's going to be really hard to keep organized. So the first date is basically just kickoff. You know, we're going to just right. it's just going to be the music and everything. People can still bring donations, and then on Saturday we're going to do it just like we did last year. We're going to mm-hmm. set up. I've got uh, cuts by Roxy from Atlanta coming back down. Right. She's going to do haircuts. Nice. Um, where I work, actually, my day job is a place called New Yorker Deli. They're going to provide mm-hmm. sandwiches for oh, us, everything like that. Fuck yeah! So and those sandwiches are off the chain. I had yeah. some the other day. They are yeah, good. yeah. It's we're nice. gonna. I know um, we did the raffle last year. We're doing that again this year. Yeah, of course. You nice. know, local businesses will donate. Nice. Gift I have uh, a piece of art. Things. I think I'm going to uh, discuss with you about donating. So yeah, and uh, and also the, an art auction. You know, yeah, I won my uh, a Wee Matanya last year. Yeah, you're one of Wee Matanya. I'm a big King of the Hill fan, and I was very happy to get Bubs. Give me your silence, Bubs his interpretation of the great John Redcorn <laughs> which uh, I was very upset uh, Jason Leonard a comedian I know we're all familiar with he just opened for him Ken something uh, but the guy who does John Redcorn yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, was on Parks and Rec <laughs> yeah so, I saw he was yeah, around doing something I, I love that it's awesome he's amazing that guy. yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. I, I wish he would bring back what was it uh Rocky Mountain Sponge Cake or whatever. What was uh, the name Big of Mountain Fucking Fudge Cake Big, Big Mountain, Mountain Fudge, fudge cake. cake yeah uh, yeah but here's why you can't do that We've lost the late great Tom Petty. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah, lucky, yeah. He was the dead. heart, I think, of Big Mountain Fudge Cake. <laughs> it was I a shame. I got a hole in my wallet where my money should be. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I think it's a shame it. that Tom Petty, you know, died on account of slipping on that pee-pee. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> over, over to the Walmarts. <laughs> my dad fell at the bank the other day, and I was like, sue the fuck out of them. And he was like, no. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> I was like, gold mine. Uh, yeah, I was like, the <laughs> bank they've got, are you kidding me? I was like, they will give you money just the minute you mention it to shut you up. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, just tell your lawyer you fell at a bank. 
we're done. He's like, well, I don't. Have, he's like, I don't have any money. I know, fucking do this, but I don't think he's going to. He's too Hank Hill. I, I can't do that. There was nothing wrong. All right, fucking Hank, I get it. Uh, just off subject before while we're talking about Fest, but uh, back to uh, King of the Hill. Maybe think of something. Have you guys seen the show Letterkenny? Mm-mm. No, but I've heard about it. I that. am in love with this. So, no. again, not a sponsor, just for the record. I just want to throw this out there. It's a Canadian show. Yes. And I'm, I'm not into Trailer Park Boys. It doesn't do anything for me. I can't get down yeah, with it. Yeah, that show sucks. I, I don't hate it. I just don't love it. I, I know Terry's a big fan. I can't get into it. <laughs> but uh, it's a Canadian show, so it has that Canadian humor, very dry. So it has a bit of Trailer Park Boys, but it's really like a King of the Hill meets Reno 911. Okay. And uh, it's it's this redneck Canadian slice of life thing. They started with YouTube videos. Um, do you guys know K. Trevor Wilson, comedian K. Trevor Wilson? I've heard the name. K, uh, I don't uh, know him. He's he, I've been a fan of his for a while. Jay Kendrick turned me on to him when we were on tour uh, a couple years ago, and uh, uh, he plays this character on it, and it is just brilliant. It's this very again standing in a row. They're at a produce stand, but it's the standing behind the fence. Just let me tell you what you know. And the, the, the catchphrases, two seasons are on Hulu. I highly recommend anybody that likes that stuff go check it out. I got Hulu. My Let's wife and I out. burnt through it in a couple days. I thought it was brilliant. <coughs> uh, I love it, so it's good. But anyway, back to Fuckfest. Let's get back oh, to, to yeah, Fuckfest. Yeah, so yeah. we're doing two days, and you said you're going to do all music the first night? Mm-hmm. That's the plan? Uh, uh, well, music and comedy. Okay, so we are doing comedy. Yeah, I haven't seen the lineup. Yeah, I'm not yeah. on the poster, so I don't uh, actually know. Yeah, I fucked up uh, and left a bunch of people off the yeah. poster. Was, and each time he leaves somebody rush. else who can step up and be like, thanks a bunch, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've had to edit that thing. I like am eight currently times. And, and more. Yeah. And I mean, I'm definitely going to have to edit it again uh, here tomorrow <laughs> when I get home. But um, yeah, the first night's just going to be entertainment. You know, we're going to do music inside. As long as it's not raining, we'll have a PA set up in the courtyard, which is nice. actually really nice comedy. Haven't spot. been to this venue, but I know you guys do oh, it a lot. It's, so it's, it's Shizuko, is that right? Shizuko, yeah. Shizuko. Some sushi bar? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's a no. It's a uh, it's a little vegan joint actually. Nice, nice. So I hate it already. All right. Food and uh, it's <laughs> it's owned by this this cute little couple, uh, Jess and Daisy. And did and she those take girls pictures are last year? Best. Oh, okay, girls. No, no, no. Who's uh, No, that, that was, was uh, uh, this girl Brittany. We had a great photographer last year yeah, running around taking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's also she's also a big activist. Nice. You know, it has nice. something called the Yellow Hammer Alternative, and they do. A shit ton of activism all over the country. Nice, so, good. Yeah. And we're, we're um, again, I know it just in the second year, but you have discussed actually taking Fuckfest, touring with it, and going different places. Is that correct? Because it's helping different communities. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I would definitely like to turn into an actual 501c3 nonprofit and nice. just have people do it all over the country, you know? That's I mean, awesome. why not? Yeah, I agree. I've been using I've been kind of shopping it around for bubs a little yeah, bit. It's, I, I've I been using the hashtag FUHC the world. Nice. <laughs> I, I think it's sort of, I think this is fair, the punk rock version of comic relief from the 80s. Mm. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm just a dude that gives a shit, you know, and there's not, that's something that in comedy, we're, it's such a narcissistic, yeah. self-serving yeah. Um, You have to have a touch of that. I mean, you have to have a healthy yeah. amount. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a healthy, people go, oh, you're so, you got such a big ego. No, I got just the right amount. I have a very healthy ego. I think enough of me to be confident and succeed. Yeah. But I know enough about me to know I'm a dumbass and can be fucktarded with the rest of them. Well, you, you have a really good, like, for example, just you in general, you have a really, you seem to have a really good sense of yourself. Like, you know who you are. And, and that's why we all love you, Liam. Well, thank you. But yes, warts and all, I'm very aware of who I am. Yeah, and I, um, I, I like that too. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with a, a little bit of uh, 
narcissism. You know, no. it can be healthy for you. You know what yeah. I mean? Nobody wants to just sit around and fucking well, hate themselves. It's like time. stress. Some stress is good. You need a little stress in your life or sure. you'll be complacent. You have to have yeah. some stress. I mean, that is what made the caveman leave. If he hadn't been stressful, he wouldn't have left the cave. We wouldn't be here today. Emotions mm-hmm. are important. It's the overabundance of emotions that where it gets really stupid. Like, for example, like I'm... I'm a poly person, and people who aren't poly, they'll come to me and they're like, oh, I don't know how you do that. How do you not get jealous? I'm right. like, I, I do get I jealous. Do get, I yeah. do get jealous. I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a right. human being. Mm. I get jealous. My wife gets jealous. But it's all about how you communicate that jealousy, and you maintain a healthy amount of it. Yeah. <laughs> An Je- overabundance of any kind of emotion is, yeah. is just, it's crazy. And just to be clear... I'm a one-woman man. I love you, baby. <laughs> I am too. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I don't understand polyamory. I mean, I get some aspects of it. I know that I would like some strange once in a while. I've been with my wife 15 years. Sure. I'm not I'm not going for it. I don't know how to get it. I couldn't do it. But I fantasize about it because, you know what? I'm human. And she knows that. Mm-hmm. I watch mm-hmm. porn. Yeah. Clearly, and that's I think what about for. strange. Yeah, exactly. And that, shit save, that shit saves relationships. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. if your lady's oh, yeah. cool with you watching porn. Yeah. Then, as long as you don't put it first. Yeah. And not, that's to men, the not to mention, that's, man, chicks. Well, that's anything. Yeah. Chicks aren't worried about the porn you're watching. Let no, me go ahead and put no, that out. No. Like, they're going to be like, oh, you're going to, let me guess. You know, a little bit of talking, blowjob, eat pussy, missionary, doggy style riding, cum shot. Like, that's what you're watching. Like, chicks are watching fucking midgets swinging around yeah. on chains and hooks. The like, format is the same. Literally inserting themselves into people's vaginas or. And the, so like, yeah, weird. they watch some I don't want to kink shame, but shit. I see some weird shit. And I go, I don't get that. Like, right. there's this one that I've seen a couple times with, like, women being stuck. And I know somebody's going to be like, it's a misogynistic rape fantasy. And it's like, yeah, but I, 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 I kind of like it. But women, like, stuck <laughs> under the sink. And yeah, the husband comes to hell. And yeah, And you're yeah, like, yeah, that's a and whole you're like thing, what? Man. I don't. This is. Huh, I don't want to make fun of anybody, but this seems like it's ripe for humor because it's real weird. Yeah. And like, I see, my parents are still married, so I don't understand step life. And I don't know, are stepsisters really fucking that much? I don't, I don't know, but like, I don't get it. I don't, it's weird. I don't, I, I'm not kink shaming. I don't get it. I don't get it, but you know, you, you brought something up that's a really good point. Uh, my, like, my wife watches exponentially weirder porn than I yeah. do. Like, yeah. like if I if I'm watching porn, yeah, it's literally that boring ass shit. It's just like, oh yeah. Yeah. She's she's hot. Chicks don't I want to watch chicks, her get fucked. Chicks don't get off to regular yeah, my, my, I like my, my I like wife Chubby Milk like, Cuddle. I know what my, I'm into. My wife is watching like a video of a woman who is like on a cross getting fucked by a hydraulic dildo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm out. I'm out. Like a hydraulic dildo yeah. machine. And I'm like... They show that to you and you're just like, oh my God. Oh my God. I, that poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my kinks, but uh, that's I'm too vanilla for that. Uh, but... <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, like I don't understand polyamory, but it's one of those things where like I get aspects of it. I get it. I couldn't do it. But I don't... I mean, it's your thing. Do it. Like it's not stopping me it's the whole people go oh, you're you're christian aren't you against gay marriage no yeah. i don't i don't want one and don't force one on me but if you want one go for it yeah that's the true level of conservatism that's really says don't tell me what to do and i won't tell you what to do go fucking do what you do yep. you know like that's true right. conservatism yeah. at its core is like and I don't, that's why we friends and yeah that be, yeah that can be a and i get it and so it's like i don't get polyamory but you know what you doing it doesn't stop me, it yeah. me. are you trying to add my wife 
all right, we have a conversation in our future, <laughs> right? Yeah, like that's, like, I'm not, I, don't, I want to know what I'm getting in trade and we need to see and talk about this, yeah, you know? Like, I don't uh, want to, I don't want to end up a Peggy Hill where it's like, what, you get Nancy, I get Dale? No fucking way. I don't want to end up yeah, that yeah, way. Right. Uh, so. And but, I don't, I don't care if you're Polly. I'm nah. not, I ain't fucking no parrot. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But uh, if that's you, do you. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, uh, no thanks. But, uh, yeah, I found uh, my wife's cool with me watching porn. Is long. She's, her theory is, I don't care where you build your appetite, just know you're eating at home. Can All I, right, can right, I, yeah. can I, can I uh, my ex-wife, I've actually never talked about this, and people have been telling me for years I should do a thing about this on stage, and oh, I shit. won't, but this right. is, you're going to appreciate this. I, I uh, hope so. For years, uh, so my ex-wife was uh, adamantly against porn, wouldn't let me watch it, right. I wasn't allowed to watch it, and was insanely jealous. You still and play so, Sneaky Pete when you could, though? Took I'd long, watch it every once in a Took a long while. shit, wait but, for those shifts at work when you're off and she's at work. But, so, yeah. but she didn't work. Okay. Um, so, but, but, so uh, I think this is like 08. And Kim Kardashian had just become like a thing. Right? <laughs> nice. It's not my I, thing. I've told you this story. Yeah. Um, so I basically what I did. Um, so one day I come home and she's like, "So did you have fun on the computer last night?" And I was like, "Uh oh. What What are you talking about?" She goes, "Do uh, well I I I know you were looking at Kim Kardashian's luscious ass." And I went, "No, I have." <laughs> No idea who Kim Kardashian is at this point. Right. And I was like, I what Kardashian? And she's like, Kim Kardashian. Now I'm a Trekkie and there is right. a race of aliens on Star Trek called the Kardashians. Even I know so that. So we are playing Who's on First Now. Right. She's like she's like Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. I was like, I don't remember a Kim. Uh, I remember Clock Clock Kardashian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just, I, I was like, I remember like Goldacott. Like, do you, well, what Kardashian are you talking about? She's like Kim. I was like, which one's Kim? What episode? She's like, I have no idea what episode she's in. Was she on Star Trek? And finally, she goes to Google. She pulls up the search bar and she goes, look, and she puts in the letter K, and it populates. Kim Kardashian's luscious ass. Because that's the hottest trending K yes, thing at the moment. It is. And I go, oh my God, I'm married to someone who doesn't understand how Google works. <laughs> and I got a divorce like two months ago. Yeah, I think later. that's grounds. I think that's grounds. Like, Jesus. Yeah. I haven't went through a divorce fully. Like, I, I didn't commit, but I tried. I, it's the Costanza uh, gay uh, girlfriend didn't take. Like, we tried a divorce, it didn't take. Uh, but, uh, so I got close, but I didn't, uh, I didn't find any shit like that. My wife's a Trekkie and like, you're the only Trekkie I would really allow in my home just for a reference. Uh, my wife's a Trekkie, but luckily she's not good at it. Yeah. Right. Like she does. I can honestly say in 15 years, I've never seen her watch an episode of Star Trek, but she claims Trekkie loyalty. Huh? Now we have together seen the JJ Abrams movies. They are quite good. They are good. They're, I like they're good movies. They're yeah. good. I yeah. enjoyed those. I enjoy those. I give it up. You know, it's like, nope, got to give props. Those are good. Those are good. Uh, but my wife, when talking about Star Wars, because I am good at my fandom, uh, <laughs> you are. She, um, she's always like, it's cool. I like Star Trek better. That's the length of her fandom. Is like, <laughs> oh, I like Star Trek better. I remember when my parents used to watch it. 
Great. That's good. So I don't fight for poster space in the hall. I don't like fight for knickknack space, like none of that. You know, uh, I get to teach the kids the right way because she doesn't have a vested interest. You want to get like a, 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 yeah. a three foot bust of Yoda, yeah, you yeah. go ahead and get a three foot I bust totally, of Yoda. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, again, I, I, I win because I'm good at my fandom. Sure. So, well, yeah. while we're on the topic of the greatest movie trilogy of all time. Oh, no. Where's this? You know, get the, the, uh, the, get the, the new, mute button the new direction. Ready. The new direction they're going in, you know, it's got some fans upset and it's got some fans, you know, really hyped on it. And I just think that by making Johnny Lawrence the protagonist. <laughs> um, that, that makes more sense. It's really, it's really, yeah. And of course, the greatest film trilogy of all time, The Karate Kid. Yeah, uh, it's, it, I think it's truly now a quadrilogy with the if you include the new TV show. Uh, yeah, well, no, well, they had the new Karate Kid actually right. with Hillary so it's still Slank. a quadrilogy. So, so yeah, okay. no, no. <laughs> you got Karate Kid Part One, Karate Kid Part Two, Karate Kid Part Three. There ain't no fucking numbers in the other ones. All right. Oh, I'm not including the Jackie Chan. I'm including the YouTube Red. The yeah. what do you call that? Cobra Kai. Oh, well, no, so. I'm not talking about the new Karate. I'm talking about there was one the what was it? the new the, Karate, the, the next Kid. karate the next Kid. Next Karate oh, Kid with yeah. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank, which is the little kneeling did thing. Ralph Macchio do three? I thought he only yeah. did two. No, he did one and two and Great. three. Yeah, the third I don't one. Three. The third one's good too. The man. third one's great. I don't man. think I've bad seen boy three. Mike Barnes. I don't think I've seen three. It's like if you're gonna be a bad boy in L.A., Snake's the boy to be. Two is my favorite. You know it. Two is my favorite. Uh, oh, Okinawa the, the best. Yeah, the Okinawa one. Yeah. Yeah, Karate Kid Part Two is this the the scene where the fucking monsoon comes through. And oh yeah. Sato and Miyagi. The log. Like, yeah. oh, oh my god, moving. I like, think it's classic, the most poignant. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful yeah. film. Like that film series is really. Like where my nerddom comes in because people are like you in Star Wars. I'm like, eh, I enjoy which I am. I I'm, a, I'm a diehard Star Wars. I enjoyed them for what they were. I fucking love Harry Potter. I've read all the books nice. twice. I've I'm watched, a you, know, I've, you know, I still like every couple months. It's just like, well, I'm spending my entire weekend watching the, all the Harry Potter movies for no. How have you seen reason. the Fantastic Beast? Yeah, how was that? It. I haven't seen that one. I don't. I, I I we red boxed it. It set on a shelf and we took it back. But, <laughs> uh, no, it was that was actually pretty cool, and now uh, the second one's coming out. I'm pretty excited. Very about cool. That I did. Um, I did all movies. I I was dating a girl when they came out, and she liked them. And I watched like the first two or three with her, and then I watched like I guess maybe three through the rest with my wife. By that mm-hmm. point, I picked up with her, um, and luckily she was a, a Harry Potter too. Yeah. And I had seen all the movies up until the last two, the book seven version, yeah. um, and. I I have a, a rare form of dyslexia, so reading a novel is out for me. But I, as an adult, discovered audiobooks, and so I became um, I got the joy of reading that a lot of people get in middle school, high school, in adulthood, like in my thirties. Yeah. And so Harry Potter on audiobook is expensive as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. don't worry, you fit right uh, in. With, uh, you know what I mean. There's- that rare form of dyslexia. Oh yeah, just conservatism. Oh yeah, that's true. So that's true. don't uh, worry, you're not the only one no, that can't read true. books. That's true. I can't. Uh, but I, I have been smart enough. See, I'm, I'm I'm closer to the middle. I knew to find somebody else to read them to you. Uh, that's right. So, uh, but the Harry Potter audio is expensive. Even like pre-owned at like a McKay's, it was like four hundred and something bucks for all of them. They have, yeah, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, the two different narrators. Who narrates the second half of the books? Uh, Jim. No, no, no. There's an American and there's a, a British version. Maybe that's the um, The American version is done by Jim Dale, who is great. The yeah. British version is done by Stephen Fry. Uh, the, yeah, Steve, Stephen the Stephen though, Fry one. I didn't do those. I did the 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 Jim Dale, who okay. I love. I I prefer the the Stephen Fry ones, but I also love like a bit of Fry and Laurie. Yeah, yeah. I like I Stephen love Fry. Stephen Fry in America has got to be one of the best. 
docu-series. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Watch it. What? Watch the episode where he goes to Alabama. Oh, I can only imagine. Oh, it's amazing. It's um, Stephen Fry in Alabama. That's true. Uh, but I, like I said, I wanted to do Harry Potter, and I couldn't. And uh, I was working with this dude who bought a computer at a pawn shop. And in the hard drive was all seven audiobooks. Oh, shit. And he was like, yo, give me some blank CDs. And I was like, on that. And he just burned them for me. So I got all seven books for about 40 bucks. Nice. There you go. Yes. Um, and so uh, I got to go through and catch up. So I listened to book seven before seeing book movie seven and eight. Mm-hmm. That was the only one I did move. That was the only one I got to be that guy. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. And um, to me, I actually prefer watching the movie and then reading the book. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's the better way to go. Yeah. It never really matters to me. When I started dating um, Sabina, I was looking through her books, and I noticed that 75% of her books are books that are based, or that movies are based on. Right. Yeah. She had everything, man. She's got water for elephants and fucking just... Yeah, Operation you know, like, Dumbo Drop, the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, the, dude. I actually have the novelized version of the Toxic Avenger. So. Oh, no nice. way. Yeah. Awesome. The best I got is Fifty Shades of Grey on audiobook. Uh, yeah, that's no. a whatever. Like I, I'm a really big, I'm a really big book. <laughs> it was good. I don't care what you say. Yeah, I'm a really big book guy. Like I read. I'm not, but I make lot. myself. Yeah. Um, I, I make myself. I'm not. But I um, actually, I found. Most all the Harry Potters just because I'm a fucking thrift store junkie. Right. So right. I found most of them all for fifty cents a buck. Yeah, know, the books you can find much, pretty easy. Pretty much cheap. had the collection, but I had a couple hardbacks and then I had a couple softbacks. Soft bags. Some of them are in good condition, some of them are real shitty. And then I move in with her and she's just like got all of the Harry Potters just in pristine hardback, nice. beautiful like That's collector's amazing. editions and amazing. shit. She's got, you know, all the like the illustrated books, everything. And I'm just like this. Um, right here. Jim Dale, uh, the same guy who read the American version, um, read another book I loved uh, called Stoneheart. It's very similar to Harry Potter. Um, it, it felt Harry Potter, I think, because the author was the same. But I was like, why is this not a movie? Wasn't um, that a series? Was, yeah, there was they, three they, of like, them. Inkheart? Yeah. Uh, no, Inkheart's that different. That wasn't part of it? That was a part of a movie. No, this is like the Stoneheart trilogy. It was a movie, man. It was, it was. It wasn't, I didn't like and it. And I mean, in a, just, it was just a bad but, movie. But um, Stoneheart. Stoneheart was about this kid who goes to a field trip and like is punches the head off a statue and it sets off this like curse and it's a Harry Potter kind of thing because there's like magic around you but you don't see it and it was based on this war between statues and gargoyles Ooh. and I was like ooh apparently they move around us all the time but we don't see it because we don't want to see it so our mind tells us not to see it um, and it was really cool. It had like this whole Harry Potter lingo like um, a, a, a gargoyle was called a um, a taint because it was tainted because it was made for evil. A taint. Yeah, I know, I know. It's British, so Holy it doesn't mean the same. Fucking shit. And the uh, the statues were called spits because they were the spitting image of whoever made them. Yo, so, yo, you don't want to like, spit on yeah. the taint, man. Yeah. We're, we're just going right back yeah. to what the chicks are watching on fucking <laughs> uh, porno. Like, uh, well, you can spit on a taint. I guess. What is the book? Like, what is the book? Baby, about why are you looking up? Why are you looking up? Taint, taint spitting. Taint spits. Well, the whole, the whole shtick was, again, it's British lingo, but this, the point was that a, a statue was made with loving care and a part of the soul of the maker went into it, and it's the spitting image of what the creator made. Ah. And, and a taint was a gargoyle that was made purely for evil, so it had evil spirits in it, so it was tainted. Ah. Right. And so because he had punched this off, he had to, like, put it back and you know so it leads him in this magical world and it was a lot of fun because it was again Jim Dale again and I thought well 
where's this movie? This would be a blast with yeah. CGI statues and gargoyles well, and shit. Hopefully he can. Did he did he form an alliance with the the Gooches of the North? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> or you know, I see what you did. What there. would a Gooch yeah. be? Uh, like a lawn jockey? Uh, I mean, like if you've got yeah. statues, gargoyles, lawn jockeys, yeah. and gnomes, yeah. maybe they form like an alliance. Yeah. So the the the, the Gooches and yeah. the spitting taints were yeah. hanging out having a fag. And so what's the what's the main <laughs> character's name? Sphincter? Sphincter? <laughs> like, Sphincter? Evil Professor Sphincter is the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. My God, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, I, like I said, I prefer a, a book or a movie first because I picture the characters in my head better. Mm-hmm. See, like, I knew going into book seven what yeah. Harry, Hermione looked like. The weird... Um, so the Da Vinci Code, I read it first, so I was real lost on what like the, the little key looked like. The movie came out, and I was like, oh, I wish I'd have seen that first. Yeah, it I does would've... help. It does help at yeah. times, but there are a lot of books that are so much better than the movie versions. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. like, even yeah. with the with the re- remake of It, like it's super good. Which it was good. Super good, but they still left so much out that pissed me off. That book is one of the scariest and best things I've ever read in my life. And... Uh, I'm you know gonna tell I mean? you something like, here. You're not gonna like. They, I hate Stephen King. Oh my god! I cannot stand gracious. him. I can't stand him. But I mean, please continue. Is it because most of his books are filled with like child gang bangs and <laughs> like having to having to hold people's dick to cure them of their kidney stones? No, that's and, the kind of shit that makes me keep trying them. Um, I just uh, I don't. <laughs> that was really weird. That was actually yeah. one of the few things that made it into a Stephen King movie that I was like, I can't believe they kept this. Yeah. I can't believe I just, he has to hold I his dick to cure his He's so wordy and I just can't do it. It's like the Tolkien of horror. I was it's literally not a, yeah, the thing say, It's not a dry thing, hole. Yeah. It's not a wet hole. I couldn't hole. remember it's, if you liked yeah, Tolkien well, the thing or not. With, the I thing like with, the movies. Yeah, I like the concept. Yeah, I don't like King, the book. The thing with King is that he writes in a manner that he he will get off on a tangent and yeah. start rambling yeah. about something and completely lose you from what you were experiencing. Like, you know, you start to build it up and you're like, oh shit, what happens next? And then he's like, and then he looked over and saw something that reminded him of seven fucking pages of you know, memory right. for this guy, you know, so like, Stephen King is not easy. He, he, to does, he does do a pretty bad job of taking you out of the story yes. and then putting you back in and you're yeah. like, I've, you've ruined my emotions. I've tried a few and I, I do like some of the Stephen King movies. So I like his concept stories, characters, and I know yeah. they're not as good. No. Um, and fair. I liked, um, uh, shit, uh, riding the bullet. Is that the short story, Riding the Bullet, where the, uh, he picks oh, up the ghost hitchhiker? That yeah. was fun. Um, I tried from a Buick 8. That makes me want to punch babies in front of, like, uh, congressmen. I fucking hate it. Like, I just hate it from a Buick 8. What so was bad. the weird, like, baseball short story he did? What was that know. called? Oh, goddamn. I got it at my house. I don't know. Um, Billy. Yes. Something. I, don't I, I, I paged through it, and I and and as someone who rel- you know casually enjoys Stephen King and loves baseball, I couldn't get into it, and I was like, why can't I get into this? It was one of those weird things. Huh. I uh, I tell you one that I um I I have a real real um aggression towards is the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. I I'll tell you my story real quick. So I tried the gunslinger because on paper it sounds awesome. Oh, it does. Right? Yeah. It's sci-fi, doom, brimstone, western. Are we talking the books or the movie? Though? Okay, the, this is my story of the book. Didn't see the movie. This is my hatred of the book. Oh. So um, I, I tried it because on paper it sounds fantastic. And yeah. I got from the library 
audio tapes tapes you uh, uh under 20 Leo listeners google tapes you'll get an idea it'll story will make sense cassette as I go. so tapes. uh cassette tapes i got and it's on like four cassettes i struggled so hard through that thing but i kept trying it just it was i was getting lost again i still process stuff weird and i would get lost he was jumping to the future to fantasies to the past in and out and i was what the son of a holy sh-, but i kept trying because i wanted yeah. i was like I, I see it's it's like it's like fucking an ugly chick who will let you put it in her butt it's like i know i'm gonna get there this is worth it please just it's gonna be awesome i love this concept Lance, you literally read my mind <laughs> yeah. i was about to say that exact thing. yeah that's why we're deadbeats and so i was like uh, i struggled through it i get to the very end for those of you who read the book you'll understand we're at the campfire mm. the very last scene right right i've struggled through this whole book i'm waiting for the payoff i'm waiting for the money shot and that's when it eats my tape. Oh. So imagine sitting in the park, birds chirping, hot girl skating by, lovely breeze, nice ice cold beverage. You're reading your book. You get to the last page and some asshole jumps out of the bushes, grabs the page, tears it and eats it right in front of you. Wow. Yeah. And not a number two pencil in sight. I would have knocked Just twist it right back up. So that is my gunslinger. Um, angry story. I don't. I, I would well, don't so ever mad. watch the movie. No, is it, it's bad. You don't because it's not even the book, right? It's not even. It's not even pretending to be. No, it's no, supposed well, to be it's the dark tower a continuation. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's a series like the gunslinger. All they're, they're all book. tied together. The yeah, the talisman, the, the fucking glass, all something that stuff. Yeah. glass tower, and they all tie into the everything, tower, yeah. right? That's I mean, the movie they just the Pennywise floats through all of the places the stand float through. Like they're all intertwined. Yeah, right? it's like the Stephen King verse. It's like the Sandler verse. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a little nice foreshadowing to the five at drive, which we'll uh, get to shortly. Um, I think what we probably ought to do is stop here, take a break. We'll grab yes. a smoke and a pee. Yeah. Um, we'll get back, talk some other things. We are here on Debbie Radio, Stage Diver Network, with the lovely Patrick Cunningham and Bubs Harris. Uh, sadly, again, Mr. Why J.C. Ratliff uh, uh, could not be with us, not feeling good. So we have as many deadbeats in one room as legally possible, and we will return shortly here on Debbie Radio. Yeah. Cheers. Uh huh. He, he likes my bumps. <laughs> he likes my bumps. I wrestle with the lion and the grizzly bear. It's my life, baby, but I don't care. Ain't that tough enough? Ain't that tough enough? Ain't that tough enough? Ain't that tough enough? Oh, you, baby, I would swim to see. Creepy is defined as an adjective, referring to something that causes feelings of unease, distress, or fear. But what if that's the stuff you're into? August 24th and 25th, CreepyCon comes to the Knoxville Convention Center, a celebration of horror, Halloween, and all things creepy. Featuring the Rigger and Mortis Brothers traveling sideshow, a zombie beauty pageant, the Scream Queen contest, a Halloween cake contest, film screenings, and more. Appearances from Naomi Grossman from American Horror Story, Santiago Cirillo from The Walking Dead, The Haunted Travelers, Richard Ruland and J.B. Coates, the cast of all your favorite Stage Diver Radio podcasts, paranormal investigators from across the nation, and more. 
Get your VIP package now so you won't miss any of the festivities. For tickets and more info, go to creepyconnoxville.com. Welcome back. We are here at the lovely Stage Diver Studio here at Deadbeat Radio with the Deadbeats of Comedy. You hear us talk about it all the time, but you don't get to see it in person. Actually, you're not seeing it in person, but you get the, the reference. <laughs> you are here today with myself, your host, Lance Adams, Terry Snow, making it happen every time. What's up? And the beautiful, beautiful duo of Mr. Bubs Harris and Patrick Cunningham. Hey. Welcome back, guys. Hola, mi amigos. Yeah. You guys had a good time so far? Man, w- w- yes. <laughs> good. Yeah. Very much good. so. I like to make people feel at home. Uh, you mean on the tour? Oh, oh yeah. This story's there. I'm in I was literally today. thinking, I was dude, like, dude, you dude, mean the, the there tour? Are, there are many stories to this one. This is this that's has the been best material, right? That's ride, man. Call me Mr. Toad. That's, then that's your next tour's material, right? I mean, that's how it works. Literally, literally, mm-hmm. Bubs and I could go in on a book about this tour. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. Well, come back when you do, and uh, we'll put you back on again. The uh, book tour. Yeah, yeah. we've uh, sounds like a fun event. Uh, we got some good events coming up. We uh, uh, are doing CreepyCon. We're going to be part of uh, Debbie Radio. Is going to be part of CreepyCon. Ooh, what's that? Uh, CreepyCon uh, is a two-day uh, horror work, uh, comic book convention kind of thing, like a like a. Uh, it's one of the best in the region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the second it's year, really but it, awesome it really took off, much like Fuckfest. And, you know, so they expanded it this year. And uh, Stage Diver is going to be out full force. I personally, uh, Bingy, who you guys met coming in, uh, is going as Sherry Moon Zombie. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm going to be his Rob. <laughs> what wasn't Sid Haig there last year? Yeah. Uh, and going to be this year, I think. Yeah, right. yeah. Sid Haig's pretty big on the conventions. We have yeah. we have Pensacon in okay. Pensacola as well. That thing's huge. Nice. Yeah. Well, this is our first year there, uh, but it's going to be a ton of uh, the, the 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 podcast network going to be there. But I can't wait to do the. That's I good. did Rob Zombie for Halloween years ago, and so I've got all the shtick. And I, I can't can wait see to it. throw it back up. The beard was better then. I had just the yeah. fan back. I had just the Van Dyke, not the full beard, so it was much better. It was more appropriate. For Rob Zombie. Yeah, sir. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, cool, man, how'd you get the beard like that? I was like, I stopped shaving two years ago. <laughs> uh, that's how you do that. No, no, really, is it? Oh, shit, it is real. I was like, yeah, it's not really crusted gray, but yeah, it's real. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, again, tonight we'll be at Sugar Mama's. Uh, again, it's already happened, so uh, by the time you hear this. So ignore uh, that. Ignore that. But we do have uh, Fuck Fest, like I said, so if you're in the Pensacola area, or if you want to donate in any way, please let us know. No, we uh, we are actually really excited to uh, to um, find out how uh, you can get anything that you can do to donate for the raffles or you know uh, anything. We'll we'll figure it out. You have an idea, we'll figure it out how to put it into play. And Pensacola is not a bad drive, y'all. No, eight like, hours. America's no. smaller than it seems. Yeah, eight hours. So that's yeah. not bad. It ain't nothing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm super stoked. Um, we've got the Knoxville Tattoo Convention. That's coming up. Um, and that's coming up. Um, they're doing a, a cool thing where you can actually pair up. If you get tickets to it and CreepyCon, you get a discount. 
So that's pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. Because, I mean, cool. yeah, it's the same. Uh, Tattoos and horror movies. They, 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 they know their demographics. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. smart business. Yeah. It like certainly that. is. So. Those, <laughs> things are, those things are mine. And, Terry, you can fill me in on some of, of this, but we're giving away some passes oh, to CreepyCon. Yes. Uh, so what can ooh. we do to find that out? Uh, make sure you listen to your favorite stage diver shows for a chance to win two day passes to CreepyCon. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, I think access. what we're going to do. Uh, I, uh, uh, the, the commissioner, we like to, Mitch is a big wrestling fan, so instead of the boss, he's the commissioner. Uh <laughs> The commissioner said, give them away any way you want. And I like trivia. So we're going to do some trivia. Yeah. So go to the Facebook Deadbeats uh, Radio. Follow that. Um, in the next week, we're going to put up a trivia question. And then we'll take all the right answers and we'll put them in a raffle. And we'll draw them out and give away some passes. How's that sound, Terry? Ooh. Sounds good to me. So that's what we're going to do. So I love trivia. So that's my thing. Have you, have you already come up with your question? No, but it won't be hard. I oh, love, see, again, I love trivia. I had uh, Sam Donnelly on a few weeks ago. And we were talking about ZZ Top. Um, and I left on a cliffhanger between yeah. break of um, if he knew that ZZ Top was started as a fraud. Do you guys know the story? I no. do not know. Okay, so ZZ Top actually started as a lie. Um, <laughs> Dusty Beard, or, uh, Dusty Beard, Dusty Hill and Frank Beard were playing together. Um, and uh, they were actually, at the time, there's no internet, obviously, so you could have a huge hit if you were like an England man and not know it. The zombies had a huge hit with time of the season, at the, you know, at that, that time. Mm -hmm. And so they started touring, calling themselves the zombies. No, I mean, nobody could like Google it and be like, you're not the zombies. And they started touring, doing that song and zombie songs and saying they were the zombies because uh, nobody could prove they're wrong, you know. And then they yeah. finally found out and people were like, no, you're not. And they're like, all right, you, you want to form a band anyway? <laughs> and they ended up with Billy Gibbons and Kim Zizi Top. Wow. Wow. <laughs> One of the greatest fucking bands ever yeah oh my god yeah. man dude one of my favorite uh zz top stories is have you ever heard about uh you ever read get in the van on the robot black flag yeah, yeah I, I don't know if either of you guys i have, have not it. i know of it Henry but Rollins. Rollins. it's yeah. a great book don't man. i haven't read it familiar you, with whether it. no matter how you feel about rollins Love it's it. just like if you want a great look at life on the road and like I love his spoken word man or um, like so uh, this is not happening hey, I love him bringing it back to audiobooks there's yeah. an audiobook of it cool cool yeah, I've got some of his uh, spoken word CDs but, but anyway, anyway, there's uh, one point where tea. they were doing... <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> they were doing um, a show in London uh, and the London punk rock scene in like the early 80s was just like elitist nonsense bullshit. Bunch of people who were like really, really into the exploited. And uh, they... <laughs> Which don't get me wrong, I don't hate the exploited. Yeah, that, yeah I only like, know the name. One of my favorite I'm a very of all time. punk rock like, light kind but of But there's a very yeah, they but but there's a very elitist thing and they really hated American punk rock bands. So um apparent so apparently uh Rollins and Chuck Dukowski, their bass player, made them play ZZ Top's Eliminator album. It, it had just come out over the uh over the over the pa before the show and all these like uh all these like you know glue head punkers were like hey, what the fuck what is this what is this and, and they they pranked them all and just totally kept a straight face and was like this is the new exploited album <laughs> and he watched a bunch of punks just completely bum out like because they maintained this lie they're like no dude we just got it we just did a show nice. where they exploited a few days ago yeah it's the new exploited album 
You haven't heard it? Oh no, this is the direction they're going in. <laughs> got me so, under pressure, dude. They 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 convinced <laughs> they convinced a whole bunch of rooster-headed punk morons that I love it I love that it. that that the that ZZ Top were the exploited. you know what that is. That's punk rock Andy Kaufman. That is amazing. Yeah. That's punk rock Andy Kaufman. I always think, to me, I don't care so much for punk music. I like some of it. Like I, I like the the Ramones. I like the Clash, the Buzzcocks. Sure. You know, I, I'm into. You like the Dolls? New York, New York Dolls? Uh, only familiar. I don't. I know who they are. I know obviously because um, David Johansson, Johansson is punk rock Andy yeah. Kaufman. So. Um, <laughs> To me, punk rock is more than just music. Oh, I agree. And so I think it, it's an attitude. And so for me, I like punk it attitude. Because um, like, okay, so we'll we'll get into this, but we do, I know you guys haven't listened to an episode, but whatever. Uh, I know you got a life going on and shit. Know. I get it. No, I'm I hate punk rock. Uh, so, so for me, here's my thing. Um, at the end of each episode, and you guys will get there, we do the five to drive. I'm five in. questions I ask to drive this episode home, and we ask it's every, every guest. And we start off with a, a top five, right? All right. And so I was thinking of questions and what to do. And I came up with a really good one, but it took me a while. You know, I always go through a few process first. Some, some, some wadded up joke throwaways. And one of the ones I came up with was, the was tissues top, that you used during the yeah. masturbation breaks. During I all never that time masturbated thinking. to tissues. I don't get that stereotype. Or lotion. I don't get that stereotype. I've never. Wipe it on my chest. Never. Uh, I usually... Usually, tissues uh, have this weird like it's in the like shower a, like a or duck's when I back shit. that come yeah. just kind of beads off of yeah. it. Like when you spit on an elephant ear plant, you know what yeah. I mean? Like for it me just kind of fucking bounces off. Like, I like I like efficiency. So for me, it's while I shit or in the shower because I'm easy disposal right there, ready to go. I don't get the tube socks stereotype. Never, never been that one. But anyway, wait a minute. While you shit, so no, sitting no, down, afterwards. so you have to like no afterwards stand up and oh, okay, so it's I much mean, like a pee. It's oh, much man, like I was a standing to figure pee. out the logistics no. of that. No, you poop, you warm up, find the porn you want while you poop, and then you stand up and take a pee I style. I can do that, man, because all the blood rushing to your wiener, man. It this episode brought to you by R. Kelly. Yeah, so, I mean, not to get too uh, TMI, abilities. but that's it. So, anyway, one of the questions I thought of mm-hmm. and I, was because of the punk attitude of the deadbeats. And I think that's fair, even oh, though yeah. not the punk rock, it's a punk rock aesthetic. Sure. Very um, DIY. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I look at me. Exactly. And I wanted the top five. One of the things I considered was the top five punks who don't play punk music. Punks from other lifestyles. And to give you an example, I always write my own five to drive as well um, as far as the top five questionnaire because I like to compare lists. I'm a, I'm a high fidelity kind of guy. I like sure. the top five. So I make a list. You make a list. And this one with multiple guests, kind of weird. We'll get there. But I was like, who would put it put on my punks that don't play punk music? And first off, Hank Williams Sr., Absolutely. Right away, mm-hmm. Hank Williams Sr. I think the original punk rock. I mean, that's to me. Yeah. Um, you go the next era, and you could pick any we- Willie Wayland, Chris Christopher. I was about to say, well, really, um, yeah. the Highwaymen. You could pick anyone. The um, Highwaymen. Yeah, dude. as a whole, you could say the Highwaymen. I would say personally, me, um, Wayland. Wayland would be the one for yeah, me. Yeah, Wayland. So Wayland. I would have, Wayland's big yeah. with punk rockers. Too, I would have. Man. Yeah. Like, well, they, he started. We literally had this conversation the other day. Started yeah. in a punk bar, Max's Kansas City. So yeah. I mean, that's where you start. Um, third for me would be Chuck D. Man, yeah. punk as hell. Chuck I mean, there's a D. lot of hip hop punk that crossovers, but 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 Chuck D. I thought about Lemmy, and I was like, well, Lemmy actually does kind of play punk music. I think so he, he was literally right. supposed yeah. to be in the dam. He's still so, a punk icon. To me, uh, again, I think he's uh, understood to be on everybody's list. So off the table. So I, I got three. That's about where I stopped. I was like, uh, who else would I? Uh, maybe. And so those were the three that I was really like, yeah. So you know, I like that. Not everybody who is punk plays punk rock oh absolutely no i think that's um that's a big uh misunderstanding and i just i can't get into too much punk i don't know aesthetically or audible it's not my thing 
Yeah, yeah. I'm a classic rock guy. Uh, sure. So I like the punk that leans more to that. Again, the Clash, yeah. the Ramones. Uh, I like well, that shit. I mean, it's just uh, as we are the deadbeats of comedy, like I find that there's a bunch of comics out there that are punk rock as fuck. I mean, yeah, the first oh, yeah. one that comes to mind, of course, is going to be Stanhope. Oh yeah. I oh, yeah, mean, yeah. no, no well, doubt. Well, I thought it. I actually thought no punk doubt comics. about it. That was yeah. that was one of the thrown away ideas, and and instantly Stanhope. I was like, well, that's going to yeah. be everybody's list. But another one of my favorite comics in the world was David Cross. I love David Cross because he. He doesn't give a fuck. He writes those bits because they make him giggle. Hey, and he's buddy, just talking what's at going you. on? Yeah, like he just like, he goes right at it. And I mean, I've seen him lose people. Run, in Ronnie, a bit. run is one of the most. Oh yeah, one of the best ever. things ever. Yeah. But yeah, David Cross is punk uh, rock as fuck. I actually, I'm gonna say Bobcat Goldwaith. The origination Bobcat, Bobcat, yeah, of Bobcat's Bobcat, character yeah. was punk rock as fuck. The crazy sleeveless leather jackets and the the hair. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. that's punk rock to come yeah, out there man. and do that. Uh, I mean. No, um, obviously, Kinnison. Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a fan, but agree. Yeah. Not a like, fan, Kinnison but Kinnison just did his own thing, man. I'm uh, not a diehard Stanhope fan. I know you guys have played with him and know him like personally, but I, I just... Comedy-wise, it doesn't hit me. I respect the fuck out of it, yeah. but it just doesn't hit me. It's not my, my style. I it's like he hearing a band, you go, you. I like you. I like I what love, you do as far guy. as quality, but it's just not my thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and, and you know this is a, a fuck face, a fuck fuck face, fuck face, uh, nice. fuck fest plug, and also um, uh, you know relevant to the question. We'll be doing face painting at the uh, shows oh, too, and we'll write fun. we'll write F U H C on your forehead. And Actually, you know, I hate face, face painting. Even as a kid, I hate. It. I was like, no, no. I was such a weird kid. I was like, Mm-mm, nope. Yeah, not well, I'm not into it. Um, Big Low. Man, awesome! Uh, oh we man, shoutouts to Big Who? Low. Big yeah. Low is punk rock as fuck. Yes. He is one of the dopest MCs yeah. on the uh, planet. Yeah, and, and, and the best, the best hip hop showman I've ever seen in my we life. We gave this him dude, and Jamil Steele big props a couple weeks back. Yeah, Jamal Steele yeah. is uh, his real name, Jamil, but Jamal Steele, his stage name. That dude is ridiculous as yep. well. He's going to be on again. This but year. I love Big Low because I've said it before, and hip hop's one of those things too where I like some stuff. And, and for me, I like lots of genres. But I don't want to be that basic bitch who's like, I like everything. Because the difference is I can back it up and go, hey, in this genre, I like this, this, and this. I give example, you know, I, I can pinpoint not just, yeah, I like it all. So for rap, for me, it has to be a certain type of rap. It has to um, uh, hit certain things. And even with classic rock and things, again, I hate Rush. Uh, so it doesn't hit those things, right? But blasphemy. For, there, I, I hate but Rush for, too. For, for, How for dare rap, you? I like. Um, I don't. Know, I like some of the electronic, like really um, clearly non-organic sounds. Sure, organic's the best word. And then I like real organic stuff. Uh, anything Wu Tang members do yeah. always sounds like a real record playing. Liquid and, Swords is like, and and um, yeah. you know Tribe yeah. Called Quest stuff like that. Anything that feels like either a De real record, yeah. And Big Low nailed that for me. Big Low, every that's what yeah. caught my attention. His DJ was playing. And I heard the like a record scratching, and I heard the crackle, and I heard like a guitar lit lick and a piano from an old song, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then he came out and he hit it in this Big Daddy Kane watching style. You go yeah, the fuck man. off to Big Low while he was on, man. Was just like it was as fun as the show. Watching Lance watch Big Low, yeah. was like one of my favorite things. He was just like, I tried to tell him, you look yeah, like yeah. you had a transcendent there, experience. There, like uh, it was, now to talk about transcendence, there was a moment with Jamil. 
um, he was on stage and oh. he started he he started doing the spoken word piece. And I've told him this that night and many times since. But he did the spoken word piece, and it was clearly very left leaning. It was very pro Black Lives Matter. And I'm not getting into anything. I'm just saying it was uh, idealistically very um, opposite of me on so many things. Right? Sure. And uh, I don't like spoken word. As a whole, I like rap because I like the music. I don't like spoken word. I don't go to slam poetry. I don't like that. It to me is the improv of rap. Uh, I sure. just I don't. I, I respect it. You do you, but I don't like it. So here, this guy, very left leaning, very liberal, very activist, very uh, 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 polar opposite, hit this spoken word piece, and I stood there and tears ran down my cheek. It, it was. was, yeah, it, was it was. It was one of those moments where like. There are times, we talked about emotion earlier, and I want to bring this back around, actually. I've always felt like I'm not afraid to cry at a movie. It doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I very comfortable. Dude, at the end of Real Steel? Holy shit, man. That. Like, that little fucker did What did it, you man. call it? Like, healthy he... masculinity? Yeah. Is that right? Healthy masculinity. So, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I think I think the same emotion that makes you protect your cubs like a bear in the wild is the exact same emotion that allows you to break down at a Muppet movie. <laughs> which I do frequently. Uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas will bring Sheesh. me to tears every year, right? Oh, I watch man. it every year on it's, DVD, uh, and I cry. And my wife is always like, again, yeah. really, again? She was like, it's but, a fucking but, felt beaver. Yeah, and I go, I yeah. get it. but There ain't no hole in the wall. Uh, <laughs> you don't cry he, during the Life Day scene in, in, in the Star a, Wars holiday You don't special? get it. He cut a hole in the wash tub, and she hawked Pop's tools. And they both lost. Right, I get lost. I lose it. And I played a good barbecue. Yeah, Um, but I I lose it. And I think the same strength that allows you to do that is the same strength that allows you to fight and fucking defend your family, your land, your principles. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to be that person. I cry. Yeah. Um. But there are moments in 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 songs, TV shows, like dude. Fucking when I, I actually very vividly remember watching the very last episode of Boy Meets World, boohooing oh. as they're all telling Feeney goodbye. Off wow. on the, now, in all fairness, I had eaten a tab of acid or two, but <laughs> I uh, I remember very and those moments are built that way. I'm a sucker. If you if you tell me any form of empathetic story and you get to a high when the the nerds beat the fat kid for the fucking dominating of the camp war, I'm in. I cry every time. Ernest sings to the turtle. I'm out. I am lights oh out God. every the, time. The uh, the Ravager funeral at the end of Guardians Two. Boo! Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. Oh, and yes. I actually, I I will cry not at sad things in movies, but like if something's super triumphant, like I'm serious, like I the, was tearing up at the end of Real the Steel because the, the fucking little the robot yeah. like made his stand, and I was like, that is so triumphant. There's a I watched Teen Titans Go with my kids, yeah, and there's this little episodic series. It's like four little episodes called Night Begins to Shine. Oh, the so most good. triumphant fucking thing in the world, and like I'm just I'm about it because it like brings it's so 80s nostalgic. And it just like you know, it makes me feel like a little kid, and I just get tearful because I'm just like, man, this yep. is like, no, that's me. It's I the same thing. This. It's I the same feel thing. This. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Guardians. This is my. We had uh, a friend of mine had gave it to me. We can't afford to go to the movies, so I, yeah. I'm always late on everything. I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen Solo. I'm a shitty Star Wars dude. Fan. No, I actually um, tried to watch Solo, but wait. we watched it at a drive-in, right. and it was a double feature. And my my stepdaughter, who is three. Insisted that we leave oh, like shit. five minutes into the movie. Oh, I'm fucked up trying to take a three year old uh, yeah, double true. feature. Hey man, man. I'm like, you're, you're just, you're just, getting, it, you're just getting into this shit though. But brother. we had yeah, um, you know, we had been given a Blu-ray copy of uh, 
uh, Guardians. A friend of mine bought the 4K Blu-ray. He said, hey, here you can have the regular Blu-ray. So we sit down with my kids, to, my son to watch it because he likes this kind of stuff. So my five-year-old, she may be fourth time, but anyway, she wanders in and wants to watch the movie too. Well, she's not into it, but she sees a talking raccoon in a tree. Fucking she's down. So here we are, all piled up in the living room. My wife, my, my mom's actually there watching. Um, my two kids were curled under blankets. They do the funeral. And then the Cat Stevens Oh my hits, God! Right, you know the song. You know, oh the yeah, one? Wild Wild World. Yeah, no, um, or, uh, good boy. Um, uh, it's a father song. It's about it's a father to yeah, a son. Father yeah, and yeah, son yeah, reunion. Father yeah. and son. Yeah. No, that's Paul. You're thinking no. mother and son reunion, but it's oh. something like that. But anyway, um, uh, Terry, can you pull that up? Actually, can is that too much? It's Whatever the song. Time but anyway, so here's yes. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. Kids are there. I don't even look at the screen. I just look over, and there's this movie shot in my head. My kids are there. My daughter is the one laying on me. And I just, I lose it. And my wife looks up and she's just like, you're a fuck, what a pussy. I just, yeah, like, but I'm yeah, just boo-hooing. Cause this song, they, my girlfriend does that too. I mean, uh, like, like, and she it, does it lovingly. She just like, she knows deep down. It's like, yeah, this is actually what I love you for. No, but no, you yeah. bust my balls for everything. You go on stage in front of strangers and tell our most personal shit. I'm busting my ear balls. Like this. <laughs> and I got it. I got it. Yeah, trust me. Most women yeah. do not want a man that's. No not afraid to cry like they'll bust your fucking I don't understand how anyone could watch that scene who has watched the rest of the movie and not cry yeah well I was emotional with him dying anyway with Yondu anyway but when it gets to the song and I'm there I was just like (laughs) so but on the way with Triumph 2 heavyweights dude I cry at the end of heavyweights every time yeah Um, yeah that's a big one for me. Um, Revenge of the Nerd kind of movies where the nerds win. Yeah. I, 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 the, uh, every time. Oh, oh every well, time. wrestling fans. We were talking about this earlier. Um, to me, like the greatest <laughs> wrestling spectacle of all time was WrestleMania three. Sure. At the Pontiac Silverdome. Is that Andre right. and Hogan? Andre and Hogan. Got it. Um, I, of course, will tear up when Hogan slams Andre. Okay. Like, that's that's right. wonderful. But Not that it was really the first time, like, but that's okay. I will watch. I could watch the Ricky Steamboat Macho Man Randy Savage uh, yeah. match yeah. every day for the rest of my yeah. life. And that shit, like, it's just such a spectacle. It's beautiful. And that was when wrestling was wrestling. Yeah, they didn't so, need, so much. They better. didn't need steel cages no, and thumbtacks so and shit like that. Like he. No, I like the old blue steel was, cages. I do like those. Yeah, when you it can was, get out the door. It, it like was those. execution. Like yeah. I'm not a big. I didn't. I fell out of wrestling when it started getting just way too fucking. The healthy. attitude's the last. Attitude era is the last thing I watched. Yeah, I, that's the, the last thing, and actually, the post attitude era. The last thing. The actually, the only time I've ever cried from something with wrestling. Mm. It's hard to even talk about it. You know, it's when uh, it's when Shawn Michaels retired Ric Flair. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, my god. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. Super kick pin. I'm not a fan of either one. Die Hard. They're just not. Yeah. Neither one would be in my top. Like they're both. You recognize they're both amazing. Yeah, but but not my thing. Um, and I don't remember seeing it live, but I've seen it on Facebook a thousand times over, and I cry. It gets me. It gets me. Yeah, Yeah. you're right about the attitude there. That's when I fell off. Like I love a huge Stone Cold fan. That's that's my favorite. I love him. I love me some Stone Cold. I love me some Stone Cold. You want me to snap that little in the neck of a roll of dimes? I just, he's the best. I love it. My, uh, uh, my by the way, what was the but, song, Terry? What was it called? Oh, uh, Father and Son. By uh, Cat. Father oh, and yeah, Son. Yeah. So Father and Son. Right I'm now, man. Right now, I'm having a hard time of wrestling. And you've I can't probably get into seen, it. You've I probably seen my it. post because when I was growing up, they all had super cool nicknames. They you were know comic what I mean? Like they were, yeah, they were, they were, yeah. And now it's just like, give it up for our champion, 
Dave. You know, like, or fucking, they all have first names. One of them even has two first names. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> like, these guys, and everybody, and, and, and they're just like, oh, well, he's one of the best wrestlers, you know, in the world. And I'm just like, you, of all it, time. Yeah, because cause they wrote it that way. Nah, man, nah, he's so good, dude. And he's Who was the one guy act. back in the day he that always patted his back? Wrestling, uh, Iron, Mike Sh- uh, Iron Mike Sharp patted himself on the no, back? Well, no, Barry no, no, Horowitz? No. Get Barry Horowitz, yeah, he was a ham and egger yeah. that they just oh, yeah. sort of throw to the wolves, you know. But uh-huh. he would always give the little shoulder pat. Like that's what he could have been that guy. But instead, you know, sure, he's got a little charisma. You know, you can push it, whatever. Yeah. The kids but love him. I'll tell you one I couldn't get behind. I do love John Cena though. I, like, I saying, think okay. he is legit, like one of the best human beings. Agreed. That has ever but I walked can't get into him in wrestling. That he was exactly what I was about to say. I can't get behind John Cena. I love him as a human being. Yeah. Um, but and I think you funny. can't take the jorts. I, no, no, excuse me. Because when he first came out, when he first really started, um, and that's really the moment I kind of started dropping. I thought... Ruthless aggression era. Yeah, because yeah. you know, to me, I'm a gimmick guy. I like the heroes. I like the backstories. Even if it's mm-hmm. a stone cold where your gimmick is asshole. I'm cool. I like the gimmicks. Yeah. And when you came out and you were like, your new man, the one, we're all pushing his gimmick wigger i'm out it's like what no 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 that's his opening gimmick that's what he hit the ground with and it's awful that's still not nice his his time is now yeah i I like the new stuff better i like that he's kind of developed into his own personality he's pulled the kid rock you know he's really came upon his own after the years of trying to be something i would say he has a reverse he's pulled the reverse kid rock (laughs) i'm not saying he didn't do it better i'm just saying it's the same transformation no i know you start off as this cartoon that you're not and you develop into this real person that is what you are i will i will say too like you know they're really doing a uh it's made it a lot easier to love and respect cena partially in ring partially because we all love him so much outside the ring at this point and he's a veteran and on top of that, the the guy, quote unquote, right now is Roman Reigns, who has three moves, can't yeah. talk on a mic, and is otherwise lame, and everyone hates him. <laughs> so he's so, a Hulk Hogan, pretty much. Yeah. And they they put him. So when they had him feuding with Cena, I've never. It was amazing watching Cena grab a mic and have an entire stadium of people. Mm-hmm. Behind Cena. That's another thing and I miss. Just cutting promos on Roman Re- man. Good promo. Work I miss is- the everything's so staged. I miss the ones that would just could do it. Like Vince writes everything now. He lets nothing mm-hmm. go out that's not written. Well, and so I miss the Stone Cold and the, the good Macho Man. But I'm saying he as a company, he as a as a as, yeah. a, as a metaphor for WWE in general. Oh yeah, well, he lets everything go we'll out only if it stays. Yeah, and so no, you you can't have the Stone Colds, the Macho Mans, the, the that stuff anymore. Yeah, and I, I miss that because that's what made those guys. Yeah. You uh, imagine an under an Ultimate Warrior coming in now. Like I know he's a potato thrower in ring, but he was amazing, <laughs> right? He really was dynamic. Well, he was all presence, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they all great admit presence. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, one all time top five. Yeah, right. Now you got all these MMA guys going over there. They're just like, like I, I cannot Velasquez. understand how anybody in wrestling and everyone's like, oh well, they don't take him seriously. If they didn't, he wouldn't be on the WWE. Like I mean, there is. Some appeal to Brock Lesnar there, but the fact of the matter is, is he came out was way, was way, you know, 
undermatched from or overmatched, whatever it is, it was way bigger than these guys in the UFC. I mean, he took down Randy Couture for yeah. the belt. See, I don't watch the UFC, which was very super undeserving. But then, as soon as he got fucking his ass whipped a couple of times, he's just like, "Oh, I got this diverticulitis. It's real bad." And then, in like less than six months, he's back in the WWE doing, you know what I mean, landing flat on his back in his belly like that. What the fuck, man? Brock Lesnar. What the fuck? Is that the, dude sucks. Brock Lesnar is the single yeah. straw that broke me from watching wrestling. And he fucking sucks, yeah, dude. I, dude, I, yeah. I, I don't. He's why I don't he watch. Sucks he's defended his title eleven times, and he's had the title for over a year and yeah. a half at this point, man. So here's why he does nothing for me. My problem is, like anything, you can't watch football if you don't have a team to root for. Sure, you can't watch hockey unless you've got a jersey for somebody. Yeah. And for me, it's wrestling. I like to cheer somebody. Stone Cold was my guy for a while, sure. Ultimate Warrior, etc. Mm-hmm. And we can have, again, you can have other ones you like, but you have your guy that brings you in every sure. week. And I like a certain type. Like if you listed my top five favorite wrestlers of all time, you're going to get the Sid Vicious, the Barry Windhams. You're going to get, you know, um, these bigger guys. I like the big, uh, thick brawlers. That's what I, that's yeah. my, that's my kind of guy. Right, yeah. the Undertakers, the Canes, those are. Or, my... or is this the Drive at Five? No, still no, no. I just realized we went. I was about to no. say, are we doing top five? No, 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 no. So not yet. But I'm just saying, I'll, it, those I'll those those you. kind of guys are what fill my top five. So I like that. So for a long time, I couldn't find one of those. And do tag teams count as one? Yes, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't find one that I loved. Here comes Brock Lesnar. Oh my God, this could be my guy. And I'm super excited. It's it's keeping me barely one toe in the the interest of watching it still. Yeah. And then he quits to go ride the pond for the fucking Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you can eat shit and die, you fat-necked son of a bitch. Yeah, you, you goddamn ninja turtle, crang-built motherfucker. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you. And when he came back, I was like, I will never watch you again. And I've yeah. never found a guy. I just That's my issue. I haven't found a guy since. I don't have a guy to cheer for. I don't have a team to root for. I don't care. He was my last hope. Daniel Bryan. The little bitty tiny guy who goes against everything I just said. Were you not listening? God yeah. damn it, Patrick. Uh, I just, He's I can't. so good. Daniel Bryan. And here I, I comes his opponent, no. Robert. No. But you know what? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Get some Ooh. nicknames, you goddamn hammerheaders. Uh, that, 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 that does remind <laughs> me. We, we should actually get to the five to drive because I okay. can't wait to do this. So here we go. We're going to do what we do every time. Again, you guys are familiar with Inside the Actor Studio. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, the, the, yes the, I wanted my own version. And so I wrote James. the five to drive. Lipton. <laughs> I love Will Ferrell's version. Um, and so we ask every guest. And so with multiple guests, I did something a little different. We kick it off again with a top five list. But because of the deadbeats being six man, it's a top six today. Oh, oh shit. It's six. And every one of us. Six. Hang on. Six. Don't get ahead of me. Every one of us will add one to the list. Right? I have write-in answers from all deadbeats who could not be here. So if you pick an answer they pick, they trump it because they're not here to defend themselves. Okay. And then we have four questions that are the same for every guest, and you guys will just ping pong them. I'll give them both to both of you. You'll give your rapid-fire answers, and we'll go. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something first. All right. Plug what you got going on, guys. This is your chance. What, what are you doing? What do you got coming up? Albums on sale. Let's give you guys a moment to uh, sell some shit. Uh, where can we get Deadbeat merch? Where can we get uh, Prehistoric? Where can we buy one of your children? Maybe a kidney? What do you got going on? Yeah, um, I'll just go find Deadbeat's Comedy on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we're usually always keeping stuff up there. You, if you, you want have to. some albums, right? Uh, the uh, uh, Daredevil and the Jew, is that right? 
No, that's no, my that was, that's my favorite. That was bit. a joke on an oh, album I had no business recording whatsoever. I was way too young in comedy. Okay. I don't ever listen to it, but it was called Rain and Bubs. Daredevil and I had the bad, I had the Sweet Slayer logo though. Rain and Bubs, that that's cool. good. And you got prehistoric, right? Prehistoric. Prehistoric. Yeah, yeah. See my dyslexia. I've never caught that. I've never ever caught that. Why going up brief, I spotted the bong on the coffee table, but yeah. didn't spot the misspelling. I didn't catch that. No. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, it's prehistoric. Uh, it is available. Uh, it is available on iTunes, Google, CD Baby, uh, Spotify. Okay. If you like to not yeah. give me any money. Also, uh, <laughs> um, and also, uh, I've got. New, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got to replenish my supply of CDs, but if you would like a physical copy, um, feel free to uh, message uh, message me on Instagram or Facebook. Cool. Yeah, uh, same thing. Like, if you yeah. just message me, I'll tell you all the yeah, yeah, shit uh, and stuff. But yeah, you guys have been on tour, but tonight's the last night, right? So we're... Yeah, and right. this is actually... I've got only a few more shows left for a while. I've got um, on the 29th in Pensacola at Chizuko before Fuckfest, I've got, I'm doing a show with the the Emotron oh. and uh, Cutthroat Freak Show, which you may have seen uh, Jeremy Kinnison on the, uh, uh, the Wife Swap. He was on an episode of Wife Swap. He you was, guys, they were on America's Got Talent. You guys, Scarlet Storm, Scarlet the Storm, the porn star is going to be there with them. Doesn't ring a bell either. So she's going to be doing burlesque and shit, and uh, that's going to be cool. Cool. Then the I got Emo, Fuckfest. The then I got yeah. Band. Then in September, I'm going to do a show uh, in Pensacola again with Mo Alexander, who's nice. just Love Mo. lovely. And that's pretty much it, man. After that, like I'm going to spend a good nice. amount of time. Got to take with a break, recharge children. the batteries. And uh, well, so the yeah, tour is running make down, money so we can't plug any more of that. But again, check out those albums, give the Dead Beats a look, a like. Get something to say? What up? Yeah, what you, what, I, huh? I was what? gonna say. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in addition to Fuckfest um, in uh, September twenty uh, seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth. Uh, I'll be in Austin, Texas, at Kickbutt mm. Coffee on the altercation, altercation. Com- the altercation comedy festival. Uh, the tickets to that are hella cheap. Um, like we're talking like twenty or thirty dollars for a weekend pass. I think it's cheaper than that. Maybe like ten. You, there's deals all the time. Go to the website for that. Cool. But the headliners are Brian Posehn and Eddie Pepitone. Yeah. Um, also, JT Haber, a darling. Dude. JT Haber sat Mishkashu Bali, Christine Levine. Like it's. Oh, I love Mamu. It is. It is. It is stupid awesome. awesome. Please come to that. I did not get in, but that's another story. Um, but uh, me either. <laughs> I'm <laughs> three years in a row. Haber sat. But anyway, so <laughs> here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna kick off the drop five to drive with the top five six for the record, and. Again, here's the question, and I have right answers. We mentioned earlier comic books, parallel universes, etc. Mm-hmm. In a parallel universe somewhere, there is another Dead Beats of Comedy. Ooh. In that Dead Beats of Comedy, it is filled with success, which is why it's a parallel universe from where we're at now. <laughs> um, and so is, it is filled with successful, famous comics that we know and love. What are your entries for your slot in the five, six now, Deadbeats of Comedy in a fairly universe. For B- Bizarro Patrick Cunningham? Yeah. yeah Eddie Pepitone. Eddie Pepitone. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Do you want me to read for the me, other answers while you can think? Uh, you got this? You got one? 
I knew yeah, mine I right mean, away. Like a bizarro me, like no, not necessarily you. Just, just there is a who, parallel universe. Who do you put in it? Who do you, it doesn't have to be somebody who represents you. And, 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 even of, a, and then I'd, I'd probably put. Uh, I mean, man, you're building a dream team in a parallel universe. I know I'm building a dream team, and you get and would, one slot. You know, of, of course, I would want to say Carlin because like that's okay. my hugest influence. Okay. But is I'm he not a deadbeat. Okay, I'm not. Because Carla would be like, fuck that, I do yeah, my own thing. I think thing. you have to have the deadbeat but, mentality of some degree. Uh, yeah, like, like Carla would just be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> just, but um, I'd say David Cross. Okay, I mean, he's Excellent. like my next Excellent. favorite comic. So. Okay, okay. so so far in our parallel deadbeats of comedy, we have Eddie Pepitone, David Cross. Now our write-in answers. Kurt said Zach Galifianakis. Good oh, JC, again, who couldn't be here because he's not feeling good. I did get his right and answer on the fly. His answer was Bill Burr. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bill Burr, yeah. And then we have Wiley. Wiley Farrar, the newest member, said Frankie Muniz. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he did. I knew some shit like that was coming. Dude's got chops. Dude's got chops. Yeah, I I saved that one. I guess didn't save it to last time. Where the fuck is Malcolm? Um, my answer would be Greg Giraldo. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what? I was going with a lot. I thought we were using alive, but yes, yes. And what a weird, yeah, what a weird little ragtag group that would have been. It's very fitting. It's good. I like it. So Frankie Muniz is the Joey Bishop of that <laughs> Dude, group. And you know what? He he had the answer the first. So because I knew you guys were coming, I originally were supposed to have all three of you. I knew the two of them needed an answer. And I said, hey, so I created a thread just with the three of us. Here's what's up. I need your answers. I need them by Friday night, Saturday morning. I'm going to the show. Within seconds, before Kurt had even read it, fucking bang, what? Frankie Muniz. And I was like, okay. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> he was on that. Yeah, Wiley's a weird dude, and I love him. Now, this one's a little weird because it seems redundant, but it's not. Our next question, we ask everybody, and here's what I want. Give me just kind of rapid-fire answers. Don't think too much about it. Sure. Um, Just kind of keep it light. Um, I always, again, stress the stable aspect of the deadbeats of comedy and why I love that so much. Yeah. So what I like to do, because I compare to the Four Horsemen, is allow every guest a chance to create their own Four Horsemen for one night. And what, and it's again, not wrestling per se, just, you, and you're one, so you only need three answers here. What three living celebrities, yes, that's a caveat, so we don't get the, I pick Jesus and Freddie Mercury <laughs> and John Lynn, you know, I don't want that. I want a real thoughtful answer. Three living celebrities, do you get to make your four horsemen for the night? Or Fantastic Four, if you're a comic book fan, that also works. So, your three choices for your posse of the night. Bubs, you're the original deadbeat. Go. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Stupid, duh. Nice. I need no one else. No, no. You got to have at least two more. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, Any expendable work. And it doesn't have to be uh, No, 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 no. Um, They're expendable. That's how it works. I'd say... Rambo, uh, what mean expendable? Yeah, Will Smith. Okay. And Michael Jai White. Excellent choice. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Patrick, three living celebrities, your own personal four horsemen for the night. Go. Vigo Mortensen. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Ice T. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Elvis Costello. Good Whoa. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. <laughs> so why not? Yeah. Have him provide the sound. Wouldn't that be stuff? the coolest fucking hangout conversation? Oh, Patrick. I like Veronica. That's good. Uh, mine, uh, when I did mine, mine was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. Uh, yeah, Tom Waits. 
<laughs> and Alex Jones. <laughs> wow. Alex Jones. Imagine the conversations between him and Tom Waits. Let's <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't appreciate your imitation of me here. Now, if you want to talk about the, the great time. To- no, no, no. Get, yeah, your Alex get, Jones is better than mine. Get out of here with that. I don't, it's the best Alex I don't, Jones. I don't, don't want to hear that. It'll never be my father. All right, all right, all right. All right here we go. Next question. Uh, no, uh, next question. We, uh, we have a little fun with this. We all know we love some stuff that we just don't typically want to admit. Mm-hmm. What's your guilty pleasure? Patrick, go first. Ooh, uh, like guilty pleasure, like movies, music, or? anything. Like I like pop shit and hair metal and B movies. So uh, just that, you know, I like disco. Like you know, so sure, sure. Um, Kurt was Kurt's was. Uh, by the way, we recorded Kurt last week. It just came out yesterday. You guys haven't had a chance to listen. Haven't had a chance to ignore it, really. Um, uh, but um, Kurt's episode came out yesterday, and his was crying at YouTube videos of like America's Got Talent um, <laughs> uh, or like wedding proposals. And I was like, good one, good. One. I do that too. We have a fuck uh, Susan Boyle campaign going on here at Debbie Radio because we're pro Paul Potts. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, what's your guilty pleasure? Oh God, because uh, I have no shame about anything. No, dude. Uh, I know I, I have struggled. So it's, it's Disco, tough... I think, was the worst for me. Um, God, guilty pleasure for me. Chick flicks. And this is gonna sound weird because it shouldn't be, but like I'm a punk, and a lot of my friends are kind of elitist about shit. Mm-hmm. I unapologetically love the Foo Fighters. Okay, I, like I, I think the fucking Foo Fighters are great. I think yeah. they're an awesome band. Again, very uh, punk aesthetic. Very punk. Yeah, I've got a lot of musical guilty yeah. pleasures. Yeah, yeah I sure. am. As a, as a punk metal dude, like you're expected to just everything's gonna be fucking yeah. brutal. Um, but no, I, I yeah, like that's sure. a lot of. It's weird when you grow up in that culture. Um. Let's see here. So a few more. Um, all right, that's guilty pleasure. Uh, British docu series about okay. like the most mundane shit in the world. <laughs> like, uh, wow. like I watched one about carnivals in England. Okay. Recently, and it was. Do just, they have like some funny slang word for them? Like, uh, oh, yeah, well, oh my god, what is it? Uh, I don't even remember. Nice. Don't that's even a good remember. one. I like that. I like that. Uh, what but, about you, Bubs? What's uh, what's the guilty pleasure from the uh, the Harris household? I have several, okay. but um, I would say um, I watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race with my girlfriend, really? okay. and I, d- I don't I can't dislike it. it. Like yeah. I love going to drag shows. I, I love, like drag shows. I, I just love, don't like RuPaul. Prepare, like, yeah, like I so love. Uh, I love a drag show though. They're fun. But I love just the LGBT. Q whatever oh, yeah. culture, I, you know what I mean? Because like uh, most of the best people I've ever met were gay, and, and they understand. So it's like, oh, you're yeah. straight? Cool. I ain't going to try and fuck you, but we're going to hang out, and they fucking party. Oh, yeah. And they're the first one. <laughs> Dude, they're I the, work, they're I the first the ones to have your time. back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you fucking like bump into a fucking dude with your homeboys around and spill a beer on him and you know what I mean he's like pushes you or something your boys are gonna be like well I'm gonna see how dude, this goes dude I used out. to uh, I used but to bounce it, at a gay bar yeah, it was great and they don't do shit but no. yeah you fucking you try and get an altercation with me while I'm around my gay friends and see if they ain't fucking leaping right. over a table with a high heel going for your temple just fucking oh, Oh, yeah. And I did a lot of burlesque work, and that's yeah. a huge gay community. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. They loved me. That's what's funny because I have these kind of um, 
typically redneck, uh, blue-collar humor, and these people really loved and accept me because I was self-deprecating, and they were like, oh, he's one of us. He's a little different. He's, you know. Right. So I, I, I love that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a definitely good one. I like yeah, that. I mean, it's just as a straight man, you're... Ex- I just don't like him. I don't a like lot of Paul. people still, you know, sadly, you're expected to... It's like, oh, I can't watch that gay shit, like... No, fuck that. Like, my girlfriend's been talking up the new Queer Eye to me, and I can't wait to get home and fucking binge Um, out. Shout out to comedian Joe Galois of Atlanta, who is in an episode. Ian Aver, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And Ian uh, and Joe's brother, uh, who are both comics, they they, uh, put Joe Galois in as the... He is the subject of a Queer Eye oh, okay. episode. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. an Atlanta comic who's a... Yeah, but so I like shout the out to Joe Galois. I, I haven't watched the new Netflix version. Sabita like said she's going to... great. It's Sabita said she's going to submit me and her fucking submission video is just going to be I, uh, her opening my closet and showing them my row of like 150 black shirts. <laughs> it's just like, Dude, you look so cool. I like Whatever. what's his name that ended up on Chopped, Ted something. Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. All right, so that's a good one. That's a good one. By the um, way, I changed I changed my guilty pleasure right, answer to Lady Gaga. Oh, excellent choice. Oh. Excellent choice. Lady Fuck Gaga. She, my wife turned yeah. me on. Oh, well, musically, I'm a huge Madonna fan. Good, oh, good choice. Unapologetic yeah. Match fan. Match oh, all the way. I fucking love Madonna. I love it. Um, I like the, I know this is awful, I like the new, like, teeny bopper stuff, like the Ariana Grande's and shit, uh, the Selena Gomez's. Uh, Ariana Taylor Grande's Swift. got good yeah, beats, I like dude. that shit. Uh, I like that kind of shit. Um, so I, have, I am filled with guilty pleasures. That just, it, if you guys have not seen what Lance looks like, in person, just imagine him just jamming out to Ariana Grande, just like, man, fuck you, man. This is fucking real goddamn I'm not going to pretend that my wife and I haven't fucked to some, some, to some Selena Gomez before. So, <laughs> Selena uh, Gomez? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, oh, I like, she got some hot-ass music. Yeah, she, yeah, she does. But that's an excellent choice. <laughs> so we finish it out by getting real. And we've had fun. And I hope you guys have had fun. I know I have. This has been awesome for me. Yeah, uh, man, I feel like, um, I feel like for, for once I don't have a guest, I have family in and that's a little different you know there's a difference when you're hosting family and you're hosting friends and this Mm -hmm. feels like hosting family so this is good thank you and so we do like to get real and so we end on a a bit of a a a heart tugger don't cry I mean you can if you want to but now we we roller coaster it just perfect so let's hit the downhill you both have kids you both have wife you both have family members you both have you know loves in your life who uh, by the way congratulations on the marriage recently patrick um, yeah, so you both have have, you. have have people in your life that mean something to you and someday you'll toad your last dick joke you've made your last hoagie your time on this earth is done <laughs> so what what do you want written on your tombstone what's your legacy Ooh. bubs it's your turn what you got what do you want to leave <laughs> It would be a passage from my favorite song, from my favorite album, by my favorite band. Bated Breath, I can't wait. From The Sentinel by Judas Priest from 1984's Defenders of the Faith, the greatest heavy metal record of all time. You have my attention. Tempt not the blade, all fear the sentinel. I love it. I love it. That is... I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. You could top that. Um, Not that motherfucker. You know what? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now because it's it's a passage. Okay, good. Uh, Kurt, uh, while you pull it up, uh, you said that so prophetically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I'll ahead. tell a little we thing. Do Kurt, everybody um, else's. Uh, well, I, I can't remember. I have to go back. But Kurt said something last week that was so. I was like, hold on. I'm writing that down. We were talking about salesmanship and jobs and retail stuff. Uh-huh. And he said the most brilliant thing ever. He said, if you can read faster than the customer, 
you can be a great salesman. Sure. And I was like, holy shit. That is some fucking David Carradine kung fu ass wisdom if ever there was one. Yeah. Did you get your prophecy pulled up? Kurt's a fucking wizard, though. Oh, yeah, he's I mean, a wizard. He is. He had a bunch of one-liners like, there in that yeah, episode. Yeah, he was awesome. There was, yeah. some, was, awesome. There was some magic Kurt, in that, he, man. The other night, I took a picture of him, and he had the glow, like Shona from The Last Dragon. <laughs> like His arms were, like, glowing red. He looked like he was about to fucking... Oh, man, it was the craziest thing. We Skyped him in last week, and he was awesome. So he was like any pig for Skyping, too. He's a goddamn so, sweetheart. Uh, what do you got, Patrick? What do you want written? Well, on you know, I... You know, uh, and weirdly enough, I was I introduced this uh, this passage to Kurt Keller the other night while we were in Montgomery. It's I think the most poignant thing ever written by anybody, and it is uh, by a prolific writer by the name of Scott Steiner. Oh and it's, yes. uh, I want on my tombstone. <laughs> yes. You know, they say that all men are created equal. <laughs> But you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe and you can see that statement's just not true. You see, normally you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got 25% at best to beat me. Then you add Kurt Angle to the mix and the chances of winning will drastically go down. You see, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 to third chance of winning. But I got a 66 and two-third chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, so he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25 chance, and you've got an eight and one-third chance of winning and sacrifice. But then you take away my 75% chance of winning if we were to go one-on-one, and you add 66 and two-third percent chance, and I got a 141 two-third percent chance of winning at sacrifice. Senior Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster at you. Uh, for you at sacrifice. sacrifice. <laughs> Poignant words by a great man. Poignant yeah, he words. beat it. He, he beat I'm going li- but... to lie to the listeners and say you received a standing ovation because it all sounds the same. <laughs> the best answer. That's in the Hall of Fame, Terry. That's yeah. Fame. I can't wait to see that squeeze there. <laughs> I, 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 the I knew it was coming. Yeah, I did but not. When he, did said it, when he said it's a passage, I was just like, "Oh shit, man! Is he about to like to get some deep fucking?" I I did not. You know, we faked you out. Yeah, We've only had a few joke answers. MLK or fucking. Most people yeah. have given fairly serious answers. We've only had a few joke answers. Uh, uh, we had Danny Whitson, a, a magician comedian, and his was, sure. "Is this your card?" And I was like, "Great, that's good." So that we don't give any joke answers. I was not prepared for that. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I really was setting in for some fucking Sylvia Plath quality. Oh, you think well, I'm, yeah, you think I'm kidding? I no, no, I, I, I get it. want that. I get on my it. I get it. But that was brilliant. I didn't. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I did not see that coming. Can you imagine so ordering that motherfucker? It's just like, all right, check it. This just is really, really small. Yeah, this is really small. small. We have a little place that makes tombstones on the corner of a road in my hometown, so they have like demos set out. And yeah. I drove past one day, and they had one sitting there, and it was one of those two baggers that have the two little uh, plaques, you know, like for two people. And it had the two plaques, and then it had this rebel flag background. It had clouds in front of the rebel flag, and it had an 18-wheeler coming through the clouds and it literally said no bullshit 100% true keep on trucking oh <laughs> that's amazing yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one I'm going to order I think that's, that's the, the one best I want. yeah I think that's mm. the one oh, it's the Lindsay will clearly have to take the other side and live with it yeah um, she's welcome to carve something else on the back if we want to like a two-faced you know thing yeah so we don't leave it on a downer we take it to the places we love to be ooh 
on the road is fun and we enjoy those things and you know if you enjoy your job you're a moron but if you do you still have places you like but when it comes down to it you have one place what's your happy place where do you love to be patrick your turn to go first where's your happy place um (laughs) germany okay uh, I had a Any really specific spot in Germany. Was um, like a... Actually, yeah, Trier, Germany, is my favorite place on the planet. It's uh-huh. beautiful, and I know, like, so military, I'm... right? That's when you. Were yeah, I was. There. I was in the army for almost four. Well, I was in the army for seven years, but I was there for almost four years, and I used to just go to Trier just for fun. Like, it's like inside this. It's an, like an old ancient city, and like it's. It was actually like the northernmost point of like the old Roman Empire. Yes. So there was like. There was uh, there's like amphitheaters and shit and a thing called the Porta Negra there and it's really cool. It's beautiful, but uh, they actually like inside the downtown city limits, mm-hmm. you can't drive a car. It's all cobblestone streets. Is it that uh, like uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation? Small little tiny roads where cars get stuck in comedy movie kind of roads. Kind of, those, yeah, yeah, a little like bit. James Bond chase a little roads. bit, but like you know, okay. but there's like clubs and bars, and the other cool thing is that because of where it is located in westernmost Germany, it's right on the German, French, Belgian border, which means everyone speaks English. Nice, uh, because they're like so we can't decide tourists. what to speak. We all speak English. Nice. <laughs> They're like, do we speak French? Do we speak German? Do we speak this weird fucking version of French German that we speak in Belgium? No, let's uh, let's all just speak English. Nice. So everyone like speaks it. English. Oh, cool. I've never got. I've never been to Europe. That it's gorgeous, awesome. dude. Awesome. Go. That's where it's just going. I've been to Canada, so I pretended I was in Europe once. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's it, dude. It's seriously. If you go to Germany, you fly into Frankfurt. It's not the cheapest my, place to my fly mom into in Europe. Was a, a a military wife before sure. she met my dad, and my brother actually is was adopted there in Frankfurt. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So she she Frankfurt's regales really us cool stories of beer trucks and fresh cheeses and such. Frankfurt's really cool. Wiesbaden, Bamberg, it's um, uh, Cologne, nice. Mainz. Anyway, go hmm. ahead. Let's um, uh, Just a- apropos, um, Germany is the heart and origin of the bearding competition. That that makes sense. The Germans rule it. I mean, they're they they are to bearding what they also are to beer. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's huh. yeah. Um, Germans rule. Actually, um, Jack uh, uh, Passion from the um, show Whisker Wars. If you ever saw that, yeah, yeah. Um, he was the first American world champion. That's why it was such a big deal. Um, and it went straight to his head, and he became a jerk. And now he's shaved and is in uh, recluse and hiding. But um, wow, yeah, not a joke. The bearding community ran him out on a rail. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was the first U.S. The, the Germans dominated bearding competitions. Have gone in there for years, and the Germans are the ones who do the freestyle with the crazy like curls and. Oh yeah, they are about it. They love Love it. They um, all show up at Foshing. Yeah, and, dude. Yeah. We went to Worlds. I call everywhere around us. Like I was like, I don't huh? huh? Germany's yeah. not Klingon. Yeah, so <laughs> it is to me. It all sounds the same. So, Bubs, They're again, similar. I know you've got a life. I know you've got things that make you happy. Where is that happy spot? Where do you want to be when you're fucking sick of everything and you're done and you just want to go there? Um. There's a place back home in Pensacola. It's uh, the Bay Bluffs, and it's a little boardwalk, or you mm-hmm. can take the little trails out, and there's beach railroad tracks, very stand-by-me-ish kind of a place. And uh, I'll take the kids out there, and we'll go hiking. And 
you know, I get them to break away from the video games. Yeah. You know, sometimes, nice. you know, get the old lady to go out too. Uh, but I mean, naturally, you, you know, I would, I would say that, you know what I mean? That, that, that makes sense because I'm, I love my kids. I right. miss, I miss them very much. I miss my, uh, fiance very much. Yeah. And, uh, you know that like that's really just my happy place nice. is hanging with them like but i love being in the woods that's actually mine was but the same but on the couch if i could transport back to any time or place there was a uh golf course very hilly cool ass golf course in uh <coughs> fox lake illinois uh-huh. across the street from my grandma's house cool. my brother and i used to fish uh, the balls that were in the lake out and wash them up and sell them for 50 cents out of nice. little egg cartons and stuff and make money and go and buy that's fucking cool, ninja swords that's, and that's shit. That's real uh, Opie Griffith. I like yeah, that. yeah. And uh, when it would snow in the winter, you could ride those hills like crazy. And there was one that was just so steep and made just the best embankment to nice. jump. Nice. And the hill was called Suicide. And I mean, it about killed you just to walk up the fucking thing. But once you got on that sled... And you fucking hauled ass and you hit that goddamn ramp and your sled goes this way. You're going this way and you just... Love it. Right into a big old Love it. tuft of fucking snow. Like, uh, <coughs> like I want to be there. Nice. That's the first... Honestly, I'll say, and I think Terry can back me up on this. Most people always think, where can I go right now? That is the first, <coughs> where could I ever go deep answer of that nature. And I love it. Is that right? Yeah. You, can you recall oh, anybody thanks. else ever going... Good to answer. a childhood regression moment. Everybody no. always goes like, yeah. if I could walk out this door where I would. I did too. Because yeah. for me, it is <laughs> at night, after work, on the couch, my wife next to me, working on some craft she'll never finish. I'm playing video games. You're watching YouTube videos. We're smoking a bowl. The kids are running in and out. That's it for me. That's the best. That's yeah, That's I mean, best. but it's, but it's, it's the same the, thing it's you the said, obvious except answer, just of outside. Course. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, plus I don't want the lady, if she possibly <laughs> listens, just to be like, oh. So nice, but yeah, that's it. So good answers, guys. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks. So, guys, we're uh, we're gonna kick this off. Uh, We're going to uh, head to get ready because we have a show tonight again. That's correct. That's right. So we'll do that. Thank you so much for having you again, Patrick Cunningham, out of Huntsville, Alabama. Bubs Harris, out of Pensacola, Florida. Sprawling metropolis. The deadbeats of comedy. Um, I have had so much fun. This is yeah, this man. has been this it's has been a Will Ferrell yeah, gang man. movie fun for me. Like this is you know like Dirty Mike and the Boys. A, yeah, this is this is one of those things. I I love hey, it. Terry, thanks so for fun. the fuck shack. And <laughs> no uh, when Terry does so much more, and and him being a part of this is always uh, uh, something that we we love and cherish because he's very You're underrated. cool as hell, Terry. He does everything thanks, in yeah. Stage Diver, right? He is everything, and like nobody cares, and that sucks because <laughs> uh, he makes us all sound good and gets us all to the radio airwaves where people can ignore us. Yep. Um, but you can find us anywhere, anytime on Stage Diver Network Radio. You can find us on iTunes, Google, uh, anywhere you find podcasts. Tune in. Uh, the yeah. website's got a player. Yeah, that's where I found it was on the player. You can do it through Facebook links. We're around. These guys are here to be found. Please check us out. Um, thank you so much for Stage Diver letting us come back again. And I like to finish every episode um, with something that I, I like to say um, – as a closer, this is my um, my thought from the stage, and I think as comics you'll appreciate this. I could not do it without the people out there to listen, right? They're the reason mm-hmm. I'm here, and that's why I do love them so much. Even if it's only a handful, I treasure them for giving me a reason to get up and come here and do this. Yeah. And as a comic, you have to always realize that a crowd without a comic 
is still a crowd. A comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. Correct. Mm -hmm. And with that, we bid you adieu. Come back and join us on Debbie Radio. Creepy is defined as an adjective, referring to something that causes feelings of unease, distress, or fear. But what if that's the stuff you're into? August 24th and 25th, CreepyCon comes to the Knoxville Convention Center, a celebration of horror, Halloween, and all things creepy. Featuring the Rigger and Mortis Brothers traveling sideshow, a zombie beauty pageant, the Scream Queen contest, a Halloween cake contest, film screenings, and more. Appearances from Naomi Grossman from American Horror Story, Santiago Cirillo from The Walking Dead, The Haunted Travelers, Richard Ruland and J.B. Coates, the cast of all your favorite Stage Diver Radio podcasts, paranormal investigators from across the nation, and more. Get your VIP package now so you won't miss any of the festivities. For tickets and more info, go to creepyconnoxville.com.